Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Steve Lawson, joined by Kent Stainback. We love being able to bring these short devotions to you. Um, we're in John chapter 3, and we're looking at verses 14 and 15, and we're also in Herb's House Coffee Shop as well in Dallas, Texas. But the passage, Kent, is in John chapter 3. These are the words of Christ, and as he is addressing Nicodemus, and the title of this is Saving Faith. And Kent, saving faith is so critically important because the only person who really is rightly connected to Jesus Christ and his salvation is the one who has exercised faith in Christ. And so these verses are of utmost importance. And so in verse 14, he says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Again, the focus there is upon believing in Jesus Christ, really believing into Jesus Christ. The idea is coming all the way to Christ. And saving faith um, is comprised of three parts. There is the intellectual, there is the emotional, and there is the volitional. Uh, intellectually, you have to know the truth of the gospel. And the truth of the gospel is that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's true of each and every one of us, and that God has sent His Son into this world to take care of our sin problem by living a sinless life and going to the cross and dying uh, in the place of sinners and bearing their sin in His body upon the cross and suffering under the wrath of God and paying the price for our eternal salvation. We have to know this truth. And then emotionally, we have to be convicted of it, convicted of our need of it, and persuaded in our heart that this is the truth of God and that we desperately need to exercise faith in Christ. But there must also be the volitional aspect, which is the exercise of our will. And we must come to that place where we make the decisive commitment to entrust our life to Jesus Christ, that we cross the line, that we step out of the darkness and step into the light, that we enter through the narrow gate, that we come all the way to Christ by faith and that we embrace Him as Lord and Savior, um, that we make that decisive choice to surrender our life to Him, uh, to deny ourselves and take up a cross and become a follower of Jesus Christ. That's really what saving faith is. It is letting go of anything and everyone that I would have trusted in for my salvation, that I'm no longer trusting in my membership in the church, my baptism, no longer trusting in any good works that I would do, uh, no longer trusting in the fact that I grew up in a Christian home that I went to a Christian school um, and married to a Christian spouse. Mm -hmm. um, no, that I'm not trusting in any of that, but that I fully, completely trust Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior, that I'm no longer 
straddling the fence, uh, no longer have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God, because saving faith is all or nothing. It means that we're all in with Christ and that we uh, hold nothing back. Um, And so that is the focus that uh, Jesus is making here, that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. And it really even continues into the next verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So, Kent, this is very much at the heart of the gospel. It's our necessary response to the truth of who God is and what God has done for us in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. So, as always, we want to talk about this, Kent. So, what, what's on your mind? What comes to your thoughts? Well, I, uh, I know that a lot of our, um, our viewers, uh, those out at home or in the car, wherever, they're, they're listening and they're thinking, okay, I'm saved, uh, thankful, praise the Lord. And then their minds go to people that are loved ones that aren't saved. Yeah. Or their friends who are not saved. Yeah. And and they're maybe, And we can all relate to that. Yeah, we can. And there's and there's people out there that are listening as we know we say every week, uh, that are not saved, that think they're saved. Yeah. And the I want you I want you to address the crux of the matter is 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 what prevents someone from um, volitionally making that decision and and obviously it's sin mm-hmm. it's it's bound in sin and yeah. it, and it and it's it's not a it, it affects the emotions it affects everything so I'd like for you to discuss what is holding that person back and how sin has the grip yeah. on their mind and on their hearts yeah I think of a couple words. Um, that come to mind as you were framing the question uh, that began with the letter P. Okay. Um, the first is pride. Wow. That uh, we want to make some contribution to our own salvation, and we're not willing to, to humble ourselves and come on God's terms, which is, in my hands, no price I bring, simply to... Your cross, I cling, and that's because of sin, and that's because of really pride, pride, okay. which is at the heart, the heart of, of, sin. Uh, of sin. Okay, and so we just refuse to declare spiritual bankruptcy mm-hmm. that I have nothing to offer God. Uh, the second word would be procrastination. Mm. Uh, there are people who uh, who know this is true, but they keep putting it off. Yeah, just like they keep putting off. Paying their income tax, just like they keep putting off balancing their checkbook. They, they, they just go through life as procrastinators, mm-hmm. and they, they, they are undisciplined, and this spills over into their spiritual life. The fact of the matter is their spiritual life sp- spills over to the rest of their life, but, but they are those who, um, who just flat procrastinate. They know this is true. They know this is what they need to do. But they just put it off, kind of like an old man like myself putting off wanting to go to the doctor. You know you need to go to the doctor. You need to be looked at, but you just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And so there is a 
a hesitancy to do what you know you need to do. Um, the the third, um, and I've really kind of touched on it with the first one, but but it is partnership. We just feel like that we are in some kind of partnership with God on this, that if God will do his part, then I'll do my part. It's like a 50-50 proposition um, with God, or, or even a 90-10. God picks up the tab, if I could just pay the tip, just make some contribution to my salvation. People put off actually making that decisive decision. So I, those are just a few things that, that come to my mind, Kent. Well, I know that that so many of us um, are praying diligently for those to be saved, and and it, it's frustrating in a sense. And and it, it's amazing to me how the fall has separated us from truth. Yeah. And yeah. and and there's there's it, it seems so easy for the us that know truth, but for those of us that are have not come all the way and trusted mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. The sin has just blinded us to the truth. Yeah. And so I guess the last question is, how how do we, um, you know, if you could take someone and show them hell, if you could take someone and yeah. explain hell to them, yeah. how can we do a better job with our friends and loved ones explaining the reality of heaven and hell and sin and salvation? Wow, that's a great question, Kent. And it's easy for us to talk about heaven. Yeah. It's hard for us to talk about hell. Yeah. And hell is so jolting, the subject, even just the word itself, Mm -hmm. that just 10 seconds of talking to someone about hell Mm -hmm. feels like 10 hours. Yeah. Both to them and to us. It does, doesn't it? And and it's never in proportion, really. Um. And so we, we've got to give both the good news and the bad news. Ken, as we've said so many times, the good news is really not good news until you know what the bad news is. Mm-hmm. It's the bad news that makes the good news seem like the greatest news mm-hmm. that they've ever been. And so we have to tell people mm-hmm. about eternal punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus had more to say about hell than mm-hmm. he did about heaven. Wow. Just think about that. Sure. Jesus had more to say about hell than anyone else in the Bible. Mm. And we think of Christ as being so loving and mm-hmm. so patient and so giving, which he was. But part of love is you tell the whole truth. And one of the most loving things that you can do is to tell someone about hell who, who is not a believer in Jesus Christ. And it is unloving to withhold that truth from them. And just let them to continue to go on their way, on the broad path headed for destruction, when you know what awaits them on the other side of death, and you say nothing about it, how unloving is that, Kent? So, it's good for us to have talked about what we've discussed today, uh, about saving faith, and what is saving faith, and why it is so important Mm -hmm. that we urge people to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm so thankful that you've tuned in today and watched us on Steadfast Hope. And this presses the question, have you believed in Jesus Christ? Have you come to the place of committing and entrusting your life and your soul into the saving, forgiving hands of Jesus Christ? If you never have, then I urge you this day, in fact, this very moment, to commit your life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. 
Thank you for tuning in for Steadfast Hope.